Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Cote from the Morning Upgrade Podcast. And today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Jasmine Rice. Hey, Jasmine. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? Great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to talk to you. Why don't we start out by telling everyone what you do and then what your interests are? Wonderful. Well, I am a life coach. I am a writer and I am a presenter. And I assist people in transforming themselves through difficult life transitions. And whether that be divorce, job loss, coming a teacher during COVID to their children. And I also just sharing my experiences and my suggestions through my blogs. And I spread awareness about self-love, self-care, personal growth, and overall just kindness. And on a personal note, I love to run. Well, I actually, I should say, I I have a love-hate relationship with running. I started running about 12 years ago after a surgery. It left me on the couch for about six weeks watching a lot of videos. And I watched a documentary on marathons and I decided that once I could start walking again, I was going to run. So I've been running now for the past 12 years and it's a huge part of my self-care regimen and personal personal self-care for me. I also like to paint. I'm not an artist at all, but it's something that I do just to help soothe my soul. I focus more on just abstract and I've started a new fun technique called paint pouring that I'm really getting into. So those are the things that keep me busy when I'm not working. Can you just just out of curiosity's sake, what what is paint pouring? I haven't heard that term before. Yeah. So you use acrylic paint and you mix it with a medium. And so you pour that on the canvas and you mix it together in different ways and you can pour it different ways and you just rotate the canvas around until you cover it all. So you never really know what you're going to end up with, but they've all been pretty cool so far. Oh, learned something new here. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> I have a question about your about your coaching. I'm just for some reason this this question came into my head. I'm sorry if it's a hard one to answer. So when you're coaching someone, obviously you're trying to help them, and they might be going through struggles. And you've got you know if you have multiple clients, and you're trying to get help them get through multiple struggles. How do you help them without it affecting you, like your emotions? Like when you're here, when you're constantly hearing about struggles, how do you protect yourself from? It affecting you negative, negatively? That's a great question. I think that it's because I can relate to the clients that I take on. I want to work with people who are willing to put in the work and work on themselves. And I can relate to a lot of the experiences that they have been going through and they've been able to struggle with. And I think because I'm able to relate to them, that allows me not to get caught up in what they're going and get depressed about that and think of all my situations, but I'm excited to be able to help them through that experience based on my past experiences. That makes sense. I'm sure the fact that you can't relate to them is why they're working with you too in the first place. So that makes a lot of sense. So why don't we talk about your morning routine? What, What does that look like? So... That's an interesting question for me because when I had a nine to five job, I had a very set morning routine. I am now self-employed and my daily routine looks a little bit different, especially since COVID and everything's a little bit more unconventional due to that. So my daily routine shifts a little bit depending on the day. There are certain things that I want to make sure that I'm still incorporating into my day. 
working out is very important for me, making sure I shower, drink enough water, keep my calendar updated. Those things are really important for me. But I realized that when I became self-employed, that when I had this set rigid routine, it was difficult for me to stick to that because my days were so different. And then I felt like if I didn't achieve everything that was on my list for that day, that I was failing myself. And that wasn't good for my for my personal self-care. And so what I needed to do was have those things that I wanted to make sure that I accomplished every day, like working out and drinking water and keeping my calendar updated, but also giving myself that grace when I needed to adjust it, when I wasn't going to be able to do my morning workout at 5.30 in the morning because I had a call that was on the East Coast and just different things like that. So giving myself that flexibility but also making sure that I do have those things that are really important for me that I want to accomplish every day as well. But it's a little bit more fluid than it was when I had that set nine to five job. Got it. Okay. So then let's talk about, I've heard you mention self-care a few times. What other self-care habits do you have that you that you rely on? For me, self-care, it's very different and it's very personal for everyone. I think if you Google self-care, you're going to see massages and bubble baths and different things like that, which that absolutely can be a part of self-care. But self-care is also making sure that you're brushing your teeth every day, especially for some of these people who are going through difficult life transitions. That can be an accomplishment for them, just making sure they're getting up and showering and brushing your teeth and doing those little things. Self-care is is focusing on yourself and not feeling selfish about it. We all need to take care of ourselves to make sure that we're able to function And so it can be different little things. For me, exercise is really important. It's an important part of my self-care. It just helps me psychologically. It just helps me physically. That's something that I really enjoy doing. And that could be different for somebody else, that that's not something that they necessarily need to work every day into their their daily routine. But for me, it's it's helping those people and my clients realize what is self-care for them. And it's different for everybody. Do you think there's one... If someone asks you what is like their number one self-care tip that you think is universal to everyone, is there anything that comes to mind? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I would say really trying to give yourself time for yourself alone. And that can be difficult depending on what you're juggling. If you just have a really, really busy job, if you have a busy family, just being able to block out 15 minutes and it doesn't have to be every day. But being able to take just a little bit of time for yourself, and it doesn't have to be going and getting a massage or a bubble bath, or it could just be going on a walk around the neighborhood by yourself for 15 minutes and just letting yourself be with yourself. I think that's really important for everybody just to be able to figure out a way to incorporate that into their, I wouldn't say daily routine if they're not able to do that at least once a week, just being able to take a little bit of time for yourself just to reflect on everything that you're dealing with and processing. I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but there's a specific author named Darren Hardy that I follow. He's got the compound effect and he has this Darren daily morning video newsletter. And he had a whole series a while back on how to live longer and so I think he spread out across five different tips. And so like, I think it was move your body, of course, right? And there was some other things, some other ones. But one of the tips he shared that bringing up because it connects to what you just said is having time to relax, like having down, having downtime in your day where you're not typing emails, looking at a screen, whatever the case is, having time in your... And he mentioned daily routine. 
is carving time out to just do nothing and rest and have downtime. That's great. I'll have to check that out. I think that it's wonderful that he says daily and that can be a goal. It can be a little daunting to some people at first thinking that they're going to have to fit in 15, 30 minutes, an hour every day for themselves. It can be a little overwhelming, but I yeah. think that's a, that's a great goal. Absolutely. Yeah. something. It's a goal to strive for. Maybe you do it like once or twice a week, like you said, and then you build up to it. And then once you get to week, once you get to daily, there's no turning back. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what does the perfect day look like for you? So the perfect day for me, I think it kind of depends on the time of year and where I'm at in the world. I think that a perfect day for me could consist of waking up in the morning, getting my morning run in, taking a shower, spending the day working with clients, creating material, being very productive, followed by dinner with my friends on a patio or, well, it's going to be snowing here in Denver this weekend, so maybe inside. But um, a different day could be waking up um, at my friend's house who lives in Costa Rica and spending the day at the beach. So I think for me, it just kind of depends. I would say overall, a a perfect day for me is going to be one that I wake up and I'm still here. Do you feel like you've you've kind of designed your life to be, I mean, not the perfect day every day, but you're very fulfilled and you're almost living your perfect day every day? I would say that I'm I'm getting there absolutely but being able to have flexibility is something that's really important for me something that I wasn't able to do when I had the 9 to 5 and so being self-employed I it's I've been able to have the freedom to do that so yeah yeah I would say that just being able to have that flexibility has made me really appreciate my my days a little more I think flexibility is so key at the time of this recording, it's COVID and I'm working remotely. And not that I have true flexibility, but I don't have to commute anymore. And so I just I do have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule. And it does make a very big difference. Let's talk about your business. Um, what's the hardest thing about your business? And what are you doing about it to, to resolve it? I think... Because I am new to the, the business, I've been, in, I've been self-employed for a year now. The hardest part for me is when you have those hard days, you have a choice on whether or not you're going to keep pressing forward or maybe giving up and going back to that nine to five type of job. And just not comparing myself to what other people in my industry are doing. And that was really difficult at first as well, seeing someone else that I'm networking with and they started their business around the same time as me. And right now they're a little more successful than I am and not comparing myself to them. So being able to be okay with where I'm at and look at the failures that that I do come across and the mistakes that I make and learn from them and move forward and keep pressing forward. So I, so I don't have to go to back to that nine to five. Yeah, I think, I think you know, not comparing yourself, I think, I think that's a, an issue that most people um, struggle with. So I think that's, that's a pretty, pretty common thing. I mean, I try to, including myself, you know, it's, it's easy to see someone more successful and whatever, whatever that means and compare yourself. I, I try to remind myself to, it's going to sound corny, but compare myself to the version of the person that I think I can become because that's really all that matters. But I think it's natural to try to suppress the comparison to other people because in front of you, you know, I think it's just a work in progress for sure. Absolutely. We, we as humans, we just naturally want to compare ourselves. And it's difficult, I think, right now with 
everybody on the internet more so because many people are working from home and, you know, social media and you see people out there and it's difficult to not compare where you at where you're at in life or, you know, even your, your body to other people's. And so just being able to look at what you're doing, be happy that you're where you're at in life and not comparing it to other people's because you don't know what anybody else is going through. And when you do look at the internet and and people are putting their, their best, their best face forward, and you don't always know what's behind the scenes. That's very true. If you look at my Instagram, we did a road trip not too long ago and on my Instagram, there's pictures of my daughters, everyone smiling with me being goofy. But then there's there's plenty of moments in between that it was not like that at all. So you're right. It's everyone's highlight highlight reel for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you mentioned happiness. So what's your what's your definition and approach to happiness? Happiness for me is this has been something I've worked on personally and since my divorce in the last couple of years is being happy with where I'm at and with what I have in that moment. I was constantly looking ahead and into the future and in not ever focusing on the present and where I'm at. And you you kind of alluded to this a little bit too, just kind of being happy with, with what you are currently doing and succeeding at. And for me, it was being able to be present and not only looking ahead into the future. I think that I thought that happiness was something that was in the future I was going to obtain when I had X amount of money and the most the perfect house and was able to do this, this, and this. And I wasn't realizing that everything that I do have around me right now, I should be grateful for. So for me, it's taking that time to look at the things that you do have currently, not what you hope to have in the future. I think it's great to to want to aspire to have things, but being happy with what is surrounding me and with what I have in my life right now. And it took some time to get there, but that's what I talk to my clients about is that what do you have right now that we can be grateful for? Of course, we can look at other things in the future that you aspire to, but right now, what is around you and being grateful for those things. Yeah, I love I love the advice about being present. I think that's another key takeaway here from this conversation. I try to remind myself to take a take a break every once in a while and just look around at what we have and just because you know when you're in the normal day to day, you're hustling and you're emailing and speaking to people, and it's easy to get caught up in all the busy busy stuff. But if you take a time, if you take time, just take a step back. I had a moment yesterday where I was walking my daughter to school. Well, I walked her to school, and then I was going to get her, so I was by myself. But I was walking in the way the, the temperature was and like the leaves around me and the neighborhood and stuff. It was just like a really nice moment. I was like, oh, this is, you know, it's, I'm glad I live here, you know? And so I had one of those moments that just happened naturally, but I usually have to remind myself to do it. I think we all do. We have to remind ourselves and just being aware that you do need to remind yourself about it. Yep, exactly. All right, Jasmine. Well, I've got one more question for you. Then we can wrap up by you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. Uh, my last question is around, around your business. And tips. And this is a pretty broad question, but in all the coaching that you've done and how you've helped people, is there one or two tips that you can give my listeners on, I guess, personal development or improving yourself or whatever else comes to mind? I would say the number one would be to embrace change with everything that's happening on happening in the world right now with COVID and other personal things that people are experiencing that we don't know about. 
I mean, life's still happening outside of COVID. People are still being diagnosed with cancer. People still are losing loved ones. People still are moving. People still are getting married. And so many things are still happening. The world is still changing around us. But embracing that change, which can be very, very difficult, especially when that change is not something that you had planned. We all have a plan for our lives and and they usually don't end up exactly the way that we expect. And the world's going to change whether we want it to or not. And you can either kick and scream and fight, or you can do your best to work on trying to be flexible and adaptable. Not that it's going to be easy all the time, but if you're open to that, you're going to be able to embrace those changes rather than fight them. Because again, they're, they're going to happen whether we want them to or not. Be resilient. Love it. Great way to end the conversation. I really enjoyed speaking with you. What's the best way that people can connect with you if they want to learn more about what you do, and how, how you help people? Great. My website is goodthingsaregonnacome.com or emailing me directly at jasminerice at goodthingsaregonnacome.com. And that email address is also found on my website. I am also on Instagram and my handle is at good.things.aregonnacome. And then again, on Facebook, uh, you can find me there as well. We'll link up all four sites to your show notes page. And uh, that's it. So thanks again. Great talking with you. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Ryan. It was great talking to you as well. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.